0: Facebook's my website now. You don't own Facebook. Like, Facebook can... You
1: should know that very much so now.
0: Right. Well, Facebook can totally take your stuff down if they want to, or they can just decide not to ever show your stuff. Like, there's this algorithm, and what percentage of your audience are they even showing your stuff? Like, when it's your website, like, you have a lot more control over that. Hey guys, what's up? It's Tori Mathis, your host, and I am here with the one and only Sean Mathis, founder of Miles Your Time Automotive Museum. What's going on? You know, we talk to a lot of business owners about their website. Website design is one of the things for the last you know, 15 years that we have had as one of our main services. And so we have talked to a lot of businesses about their websites. And one thing I think that a lot of people don't realize, and it is a huge myth about business marketing, is for the website, if you build it, they will come. And this is absolutely the farthest from the truth. In fact, I once sat down with this guy, talking to him about his website. And he, I, I was talking to him about SEO, so about search engine optimization, and how he could get more traffic to the website. And so I asked him about his SEO, about his keywords, and what kind of things. And he told me, I don't need that. I pay Google, and Google sends people to my website. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, if you stop paying Google, no one is going to come to your website because your website isn't even indexed by Google um, and he really believed that
1: so it was literally the only time anybody saw him was when his ad that he pays for wasn't one of the search results. Yes he did. which rotates through everybody that pays.
0: Absolutely. So he didn't even have enough information on his website for Google to find the website to be able to show it on searches. Um, he really just believed that because he paid Google that it would just be shown.
1: That's brutal.
0: It is. And I I feel really bad because people spend so much money and so much time on their website. um, And they just think that because they have it, that that's good enough. And that is definitely not true. In order for your website to be an actual um, moneymaker for you, for it to get in front of a lot of people, there are things that you have to have to get your website actually seen. So we're going to talk about a few of those things.
1: A lot of them are easy and i mean at the bare minimum completely free
0: absolutely and you know we talk about some of these website builder type um websites like wix or what's the other one like squarespace Squarespace. um, and even like shopify websites like some of them on their lowest plan they don't even let you do these types of things like to have search engine optimization so though it's very easy to put out a website like anybody could put it out you have to do a little bit more than just build a website so the first thing we kind of talked about was search engine optimization or SEO. Like you have to have SEO on your website for Google to be able to find your website. You submit it to Google um, so that they index your site and then show your site to, a, to um, searchers. And so you definitely want to make sure that you have that squared away.
1: That's like uh, some miles to time. I've got a, a page on miles to time that is all about the car museum and the SEO on on specifically one of those pages on the website is all car museum. That way, anybody searching Google for a car museum, not by miles through time, like they're not looking for the name of my business, they're looking for a, a, a thing, right? In this case, a car museum. but putting car museum in the SEO for miles to time is what's making it be found on Google.
0: You know, I've sat down with quite a few people and they're like, I wanna be found for, uh, let's say tuna sandwiches. But the word tuna sandwich is never on their website. like. Like Sean said, like you have to have like he has a whole entire page that's written specifically for car museum because that's what he wants to be found for. So search engine optimization has a lot to do with the content that you have on your website. And that's definitely the second thing that you need to have. You cannot just have a, pit, a website with just a bunch of pictures. You have to have a website that actually has content on it. And then you kind of you you. Um, structure your content and you write your content and kind of have a content plan so that you are being found for what um, your audience is searching for. In Sean's case, they're searching for car museum. So a lot of the content that's on the website is written around that key phrase.
1: Yeah. And I mean, unless you've got a name of your business that is like the search terms, it is not about the name of your business, which I think a lot of people get caught up on is like, uh, you know, like miles through time. Like if they don't know miles through time, they're not searching for miles through time. So if they already know, then that's an easy find. Like I don't have to go hunt and try to get people to find miles through time. They're already searching for it by name. They're looking for car museums. Or they're
0: looking for a thing to do do or a day trip from Atlanta. So whatever your business is, you want to go and do some research and figure out what terms are, are your audience searching for? What are they doing? What are they doing when they go online? And to figure out what words they're using and what terms they're using, that way that you can build your content for those terms, because Google wants to show people results that they like, that work for them. So if you are showing up as content that they really want, for example, you know, car museum, or uh, day trip from Atlanta, and it really is a day trip from Atlanta, that the content matches that search term, Google's gonna show your content even more, and that is exactly what you want.
1: Right, in, in this case, car museum is not the homepage of Miles U Times' website. It is a, a, a complete separate page that can be found in the whole website of itself. But like I think people think that when they search for something, it's pulling up like the home page of the website. Right. And it, it totally isn't. In some cases, it'll pull up the contact page. Some ta- cases, it'll pull up uh, th- just the about page. Well,
0: and that's where blog posts are really, really great because you can be hyper-specific on one post and just really go into one specific topic, which is your keyword. And so that one topic is what you want to be found for. And you can just go to town on that one topic, that one thing. So I think a lot of people think maybe they have to shove all those words on their homepage, and that's not how it works. Um, and you d- maybe you don't want a bazillion pages on your site, but maybe blog posts are more the way you want to go so that you can be a little bit more specific and highlight all those different terms that you want to be found for you know and that is one thing that i always worry when people have these one page websites like, I don't know if you could really if if you want to be found online for many different search terms, I don't think you can do it with a one page website. It's only
1: one.
0: Um, I think that a one page website maybe has its place. If you're something, maybe an event or some something that's not going to last a really long time, you just got to get something up really quick. Otherwise, I'm brand, would...
1: brand new with no budget.
0: Right. You right. don't want to. You can build on to it. Seeing that these people don't want to um, get their business going until they have like this, you know, humongous website, you know, this five thousand dollar crazy thing. Like to start off, you do not need that. Plus, in the beginning, you got to be a little bit flexible and you got to be able to adapt. You don't really know exa- like so many things change in like the first year or two of your business that I wouldn't lock yourself down on this big, crazy website. You can build it a little bit at a time. I think it's better to get the basics set up, you know, and maybe if that's a one page website or a little five page website and then just start adding to it and figuring out how to do these little things. And then you have a good foundation to grow from. And then you can figure out like, you know, for search terms, you know, Sean didn't have every single search term when he first started the miles time website. In fact, the miles time website was pretty crappy when we first started because we just had to get something up.
1: We didn't have a (laughs) museum. Like, there was nothing. So, like, to create a website from scratch with... No content, no
0: pictures, no anything. It's hard. And you know, when Sean first started, it was an automotive museum, but he wasn't sure what was going to take off. So he also did vehicle consignment and vehicle storage. And you know, he really didn't know which of those things was going to be the thing because it was a new business. And so if he would have spent all this money and all this time getting all that like incredibly polished and perfect, so much that you feel stuck in it, like you don't want to do that. So starting off small is great, but I think you always need to be adding to your content and adjusting to what's working. And so my second thing, I guess it would be my third, because I talked about SEO, I talked about content. The next thing is like analytics. Like you really need to be able to have some type of analytics on your website so that you can see what's working and what's not, because that's super powerful. And a lot of the analytics are free, like, for example, Google Analytics. Um, I'm sure a lot of the website builders have something on there, and you can still stick Google Analytics on there. Um, It's a really good way that you can see exactly where your traffic's coming from, how long people are staying on your website. You can see something that's called your bounce rate, which means how many people are leaving after they get to your website and only are staying on one page and then leaving. Because it's better if people stay and check out a couple of pages before they leave. Um, So there's lots of different things that you can see. You know, if you're, especially like Sean puts money in Facebook ads. So if he looked at his analytics and saw nobody was coming to the website from Facebook, from Facebook yeah. you would think. Stop spending well, money there. Maybe I shouldn't be spending my money, or maybe something's broken, and the connection is. You know, maybe there's something going on with my. Maybe my Facebook ads are shut off, and I didn't even real like. There are things that that information is telling you that like you have to have those analytics on there to be able to know what's going on.
1: Well, and specifically with the ad, because like if you look at the analytics for Facebook and the ad, and I can see, hey, people are you know, engaging with that ad or, or, you know, looking at it, seeing it, doing whatever they're doing. And then I go and look at the analytics on the website and like, well, it's not transitioning from that Facebook like to an actual visit to the website. That's a major disconnect because ultimately that Facebook like doesn't do me any damn good.
0: Right. So and Sean has it set up that anybody that lands on the website, the pop up comes up to sign up for his newsletter. And, you know, an email email address is so much more powerful than anything that you're going to get on Facebook because that gives you that direct connection to people. Um, so like, that's another important way that you, like, you would want to know that information if people are actually coming through, because then you could know how many people are coming in to, and, and then how many people are actually signing up for the email list. And you could actually figure out for however many people are coming from Facebook, how many of them are actually signing up for the newsletter.
1: And really a lot of that is just like, there's so many different ways that you can just blow through some cash you know, marketing your business online, that if you don't look at these kinds of uh, of statistics on your website and your social media, like you, you can be overspending greatly and, and for no reason. I mean, all you got to do is look at it. And
0: I know some people are like, well, I don't want to get involved in that or it's difficult or I'm not into numbers or whatever. Like all of these programs have made it really easy and really easy to understand. It's not like you have to like, you know, run through all these reports and things like that. Um, a lot of these are just, they're already set up and it's set up in numbers, it's set up in a graph, it's set up in like all these different ways that if you're a numbers person, you can just look at numbers. If you like pictures, like literally like there's graphs and stuff like that, that make it really easy for you as a business owner as not a numbers person as not even being like really familiar with the actual you know program that you can really go in there and understand what's going on and you can't break it so you just have to go through and click around and check stuff out so if you don't have analytics any type of analytics on your website or you don't know like ask your website person or you know whoever's handling that and it's something that like there's no way to get past data so this is something that you want to do now and we talk about data all the time like collect the data even if you're not looking at it like right this second it is so amazing to have that past data to look at because then you can start to see trends you can start to see what's working and what's not or what did work or you can see maybe what types of when of your business is slow so that maybe you could do some special type of um, promotions to you know to ride through those slow times and without data like you don't have the information that you need to make those decisions so just getting something like google analytics put on your website like today do it today. Um, it's going to mean that from today on, like you're always going to have that data.
1: Yeah, and the same the same types of analytics are on your Google Business page, and and it's it's exact same thing. Your your Google Business page is just about as important as your website is, uh, simply because so many people use Google, and, and I mean that stuff is completely free
0: absolutely so when talking about like the content that you have on your website you also want to make sure that you're always updating your website you want to make sure that like you're putting out a blog post i would say weekly would be great at least monthly so that you have some type of fresh content coming out because google does like that you're putting fresh content on there it gives them a reason to ping your site and to like re you know to index another page so that they know that you're an active website lots of websites get put up and then they die because nobody ever does anything to them and if if nobody's going to them. If, if Google's not putting them out as a search result and somebody actually engaging with that content, because remember, Google wants to give people good um, search results, like it's possible that your website will not get found by people. So putting out that fresh content and always doing a little bit more on there, um, keeping it fresh, keeping it uh, current um, is something that you always need to be working
1: on. Check, if you got a website, check to see if you've got uh, a date on the very bottom foot of your website. And make sure that thing is uh, today's year because uh, there's a lot of them out there that you, you scroll down and you're like, this thing hasn't been updated.
0: Since 2009. Yeah,
1: and I mean, <laughs> it's a it's a dead giveaway. So already, you I mean, you can tell website it, websites change so often that it doesn't take very long for them to look dated. So you've already got a dated website and it literally says on the bottom that it's it's old like you're lucky that if anybody sees it really um, and it's such a super easy fix and if you're good at posting on social media and when I say good I use it loosely like it's not hard like the bare minimum type stuff just something right you're posting something relative or relevant to your business think of a blog post as that kind of on steroids uh, to coin a, a term of a friend of ours <laughs> uh, just Think of it as a, as a post that you can, instead of, you know, one picture and like a sentence or a few words, you, you know, maybe it's a couple pictures and a, a few paragraphs or something like that. And then turn that into something that you can then share that blog post onto social media as a post so that when somebody clicks that thing, they're going back to your website and they can learn more about what it is that you're doing. And that's going to help drive a lot of engagement. Uh, the Miles to Time website, I see a lot of Come from social media, and a lot of times that is, uh, you know, I'll, I'll look at the analytics that we just talked about, and I'll, I don't even dive into it real deep. I'll look at the picture, right, the graph. I'll be like, hey, I'll show, I'll spin the laptop around, I'll show Tori. I'm like, look at this. And all of a sudden, it's it's down. So I'll I'll create a blog post real quick, super simple, and and it's something that I can then share on social media that I literally could have taken that same little bit of, of content that I put on a blog post and just stuck it straight onto Facebook. But then like that's it. Like all I'm gonna get from that is a, a like and a comment or something like that. Whereas instead I took that and I stuck it as a blog post, shared it on social media. Now when they see it, they're able to actually come back to what I, I want them to do and, and drive that traffic, which broadens the whole spectrum of like how people can find you. Like, you need people going to your website on a consistent basis for Google to go, that is a good website, let's show more of that so more people will go to it. And it creates that snowball effect.
0: Well, and I think some people keep so much stuff on Facebook that they're like, I don't even really need to use my website or update my website because I I'm doing so much of the stuff on, like. Facebook's my website now. You don't own Facebook. Like, Facebook can- You
1: should know that very much so now.
0: Right, well, Facebook can totally take your stuff down if they want to, or they can just decide not to ever show your stuff. Like, there's this algorithm, and what percentage of your audience are they even showing your stuff? Like, when it's your website, like, you have a lot more control over that and when it's your email list, like you have a lot of control about that. You email somebody and you are getting into their email box, right? You post something on Facebook There's like a maybe the Facebook shows it to what 5% of your audience, like you don't know without paying. So you really want to utilize the ways that you have the most control. So my suggestion is to fish on Facebook to drive people back to your website. Definitely make that relationship and do things on Facebook and post and be interesting. But Also, you want to bring people back to your home, to your website, where you have a little bit more control over the experience and exactly what they're seeing, because then you can really guide them through, I want them to do this, and I want them to see this, and then I want them to sign up, and I want them to feel this way, and there's, you can really guide that whole customer journey, where you can't do that on Facebook, you can't do that on Instagram, one you don't know where they're clicking or what they're seeing and it's always like shiny object where oh cat video oh my grandma oh you know all of these other things that you have competing really own that that experience that people have on your website and get people to go there so that you can control the experience and you can get their email address
1: yeah, I, 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 like we've said it quite a few times, your, your website is your home. So whether you have a brick and mortar business or you've got an online business, your website is like your digital tool bag. All these other things, Facebook, Google business, the, like everything that has to do that, that's out there online, those are all your tools. You know, They're just, they're a part of it, but they're they're not the main thing. They're not what holds everything together. You want them to go to your home. You know, because that's where you're then going to be able to capture that email and sell them your product and have them learn more about you on their time. Um, And if if you don't, like you're 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 leaving fate up to stuff that's just outside of your control. And the thing is, is you don't even realize it half the time. Right.
0: I think about like some of these restaurants, like I want to see a menu before I go to a restaurant. It just it makes me feel better. I'd like to see the food. I know. Well, you can find real food. Okay, so for food pictures, I'm going to go to Google or to TripAdvisor or something like that, because then it's people showing the photos. Right. It's not photo edited or, you know, (laughs) or something so if you want to see pictures of the food then that's like a really good way to get that user generated content from google from tripadvisor from those places so i think there's a place for that however if i want to see the menu and stuff that's something that you need to take control over and have them come back to your website and easily find your menu so that and it's the updated menu. It's not people taking these pictures from their phone of like pieces of the menu that they liked for some reason. Which
1: may or may not be current because that updated is key because I've seen that where I'm like, I want, where did we go? We went someplace and you wanted to. The crab cakes. Oh,
0: I wanted crab cakes.
1: And we and we specifically went to this restaurant because there was a picture of a menu <laughs> with crab cakes on it. And Tori was craving crab cakes. I wanted crab cakes. And uh, we go there and we're like, we're looking at the menu and there's no damn crab cakes on Guess here. Guess how
0: many crab cakes I got? Zero crab cakes. Yeah, there she, was no crab cakes. Yeah, she's like,
1: we don't have those anymore. Like, well, what the hell, man?
0: Like, you need to keep that stuff updated. Now I kind of don't want to go there because I can't trust that you're going to update your stuff. Yeah. So... You have control over the content on your website and the, the journey that people are taking. So you really need to make sure that your content matches that. So don't just rely on your Facebook stuff. Don't just rely on Google business, but use those as tools to fish for people and then get them to your website so you control the experience, so that you get them to do what you want them to do. You have the call to action that is the perfect one, whether it's to download this or sign up for their email or grab this coupon or watch this video so that they love you, like you have so much control when you get there. So take that control and and really work on the content that's on your website. I think that it's super important. And I think that it's something that's overlooked because Facebook is easy because Google is easy and everything like those are really great tools and definitely use those. Um, But don't let easy turn into lazy that you're not taking care of your house. So you're not taking care of your home because you got to take care of that. Um, So another thing that you want for your website, and like Sean said, websites are changing all the time, is that your website needs to be fast, it needs to be secure, and it needs to be mobile ready, which means that no matter what device somebody is pulling it up on, that it works fantastic. A lot of the new types of websites, how they are built, they automatically do this. This doesn't mean that you need two different websites. It's one website and it does the exact same thing. It moves and changes and adjusts based on the people that are going to be coming to it based on based on their device that they're on there.
1: If you don't have that, like that's a dead giveaway. Your website is way too old.
0: Right. And and, and I think that you lose people. Like if somebody pulls up your website and they have to start pinching or trying, like like they're going to leave. They're going to go find something else. They're out there
1: still. There's quite a few of them that, that they're definitely not mobile-friendly websites.
0: So if your website is like that, it's time for a little update, a little upgrade. You could do a little bit better than that. And websites... Like we said, they're a little bit easier now. Like, they're more accessible to business owners. It used to be hard. It used to be lots of coding. And it's not as bad well, now. Well,
1: people were, they were selling apps and making it all super complicated. Like, you don't need, like, uh, unless you're, like, you really need an app because you got this fantastic software program or game or whatever. Like, you, you don't need that. You just need a, mo- a mobile version of yeah. your website. It's And it's the same easy. thing. It's automatic. You don't have to. You don't have to do anything special.
0: Um, and you also wanna have what's called an SSL certificate on your website, which is a secure certificate, which you get usually through wherever you are hosting your website. You're like WP Engine or Bluehost or wherever you host, they do that so that you're the if you, um, have content on there that like people are putting their email address or whatnot on there that it's encrypted it makes it more secure and these days google doesn't want to show websites that aren't secure it'll actually pop up that says this website may not be secure it's a really big red flag for people so you want to make sure that your website is secure for any visitors that are coming
1: it's definitely a red flag for people because i've been contacted a few times for various things that, that something
0: does. happens with the certificate, like expires or something, and people people know automatically, like oh.
1: Well, and now <laughs> if you had a if you had a certificate on there and it does expire and you haven't done what you needed to do, like it pops up a whole warning page, like and, and locks it down because it's trying to pull up the the, the s the https, uh, but you don't have it. But on the back end, you like it's that's what it's trying to pull up, so it won't even pull up the non secure website. So it's it's down in, in the the realm of things. Um, but then, e- even just uh, I think it's Safari or Chrome. One of those, it, like how Tori was saying, it, it says it's not secure. Even that in the little tiny section up at the top where the browser is, where you type in the you know the name of the website, it's enough to go and and be and have people be like, uh, "I'm not gonna go there." There's nothing wrong with the website. It's just there's no secure certificate on it. So even like all of our website, we are all of our clients. We've been switching them over and making sure that they actually have those.
0: And if you think about it, like there's lots of crappy people out there that put up shit websites that are trying to scam people. So whatever you can do to put your best foot forward and to get a security certificate is definitely a best foot forward thing. It's less than $100 a year. It makes people feel better. It makes you know your website more secure. Um, you definitely want to go with that.
1: Uh, and like Tori said, we we have uh, WP Engine. We've got. Um, uh, we'll put a link of of it in the description of of this video or wherever you're listening. You can find it on the was it slash resources Yes. Um, they got they've got three months free, and they give you the SSL, so you don't have to. Deal with it because that a lot
0: is of, nice because a lot of the hosts that the cheaper they hosts make that we used completely extra, and then you have to connect it and everything. like it's so automatic with WP Engine that that definitely is which a
1: is, really is then going to give you that the potential risk for that certificate expiring and then your website's down until you realize it. And believe me, emails are easy to miss. So you know, even if it's like like GoDaddy will do that if if you've missed it and you've missed the email of telling you that it's you know expired, expired you're not going to know until. Somebody tells you. A friendly (laughs) customer lets you know. Yeah. And at that point, like how many, how many customers did you lose? So like with anything, man, I want to set it and forget it when it's. When you can, right? Absolutely. You know, yeah, I don't need to keep updating my SSL certificate. Just do it. You know, it's not going to change.
0: You know, and that's going into some of the next the next things that you need to do with a website. At, that, you know, this whole thing is about you cannot set it and forget it. There are things that you need to do and you need to maintain your website. Um, and having an SSL certificate or making sure that those things are current is part of maintaining your website. Making sure that your website is secure is part of maintaining your website. Um, we do a lot of maintenance for all of our clients because we realize that, You don't know what needs to be done to a website. You don't wanna keep up with all of this stuff because it really is a lot of stuff and things change all the time. You don't wanna make sure that your website works on every single device. So finding somebody that can maintain your website, I think is essential. Website packages for, for maintenance, you know, most of everybody is about the same price and what they'll do and what we do for our clients is just make sure that everything is okay. A lot of them, like we do, um, will even give you updates. So they'll put a blog post on there or they'll change your phone number, add some staff photos or, you know, whatever those types of things are so that you don't even have to worry about it. Um, also the security that's on your website, not your SSL certificate, but actually making sure that your website does not get hacked <laughs> is something that you have to have on your website because trust me, it happens. Even to secure websites, um, and so that leads to backups. You want to make sure whatever you're doing with your website that, um, and to me, that's part of maintenance is making sure that your website is constantly backed up because if something does happen and something does slip through, because even I had one of my websites somehow, you know, even with security, um, it lovely every single link that you um, clicked on on my website got um, sent to porn. Fantastic.
1: And that's the thing: is this like the 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 SSL certificate, the security measures that you put on? Like none of that prevents that stuff from happening.
0: It makes it less likely, but man, shit still happens. So you really want to be prepared, especially you know you work really hard at getting you know your customers trust. You work really hard at you know working on content and things like that, like. Having these little ways that things are just like that extra layer, that extra layer of what if, you know, put my best foot forward, make sure it's secure. But what if something does happen? Like making sure that you have backed up is is another level um, of things that you need to make sure that your website is. And then you need to make sure that you know what to do with those backups, which, you know, because we've been doing this for so long, like however our websites are backed up, we know how to get them back up like that, like there are things that you have to do to make sure that you can do that. And so having somebody um, that can help you out in case something does happen and be able to get your website up really quick is super important. Um, We actually have like 24 seven monitoring for a lot of our websites. So we'll instantly get an email if anything happens. And you know, some of the websites will automatically do software updates, um, which is really great because we love set it and forget it. But sometimes updates happen a little too soon. Like this website isn't ready to jive with this website um, update. And so things happen and break. So you have to revert things back. Um, and again, if you don't have these types of things there that you can tell, you're going to have to wait until some customer finds that your website is down. And that is, that is not fun. So.
1: Yeah. There's so many moving parts to like a legitimate website that you don't necessarily need to be bothered with. Right. Like it, it, it's too much. Like who cares? Right. Uh, But it really is important because, like, they all have to work together. And although you could easily, you know, click update, you could just as easily completely screw everything up.
0: So I would, you know, people worry about, like, what their budget is for their website. And I totally understand that, Um, especially being a, a beginning business owner or somebody that's still just really trying to ramp stuff up. I would rather have you spend less money up front and get in a, a place where you, your website is maintained and someone's looking after you and, and you know that everything's cool and then start to gradually build things up as you, as you need to. So you may put a little bit less money in the very beginning, but you're going to have to put money out monthly for really good hosting, um, for security, for backups and things like that. And hopefully for somebody that can you know help you out if something does happen or to be able to update your website with some of these things so that you don't have to do it.
1: Think of it as really good, affordable insurance, a necessary evil. Like we all have to pay insurance on our cars and it sucks. You're still looking for the best possible insurance in case anything ever happens. But at the same time, like you don't want to like overpay for something and and, ho- and hopefully you never have to use it. Uh, but man, you, when it comes time and you, you need to use it, you'll be glad you do. Absolutely. Uh, and I mean, it was years ago now, but <laughs> uh, like, we're glad we have all the stuff set up for websites now i could after, i don't know how long that was years ago now um all kinds of shit broke on us and it was an absolute nightmare and and from there like everybody goes on some sort of maintenance plan to ensure that that kind of stuff doesn't happen again because it happens all the time
0: it does and it's unfortunate like i think even to you know the the best websites or or whatnot it definitely does happen and so knowing what you're going to do for that um is definitely important yep. um what else did i have uh, your website really needs to be easy and simple also i think um you know there's some people that set it and forget it and um Never do anything, and so the website dies. Then there are other people that want to make so many bells and whistles and so many things, and you know, have it be this overly. I think that simple is better you know we talk about that um, people's attention span is only so great you only have so many seconds to hook people in um, so making sure that you have like one call to action you give people a nice customer journey when they come to your website it's easy to find your contact information if you're a restaurant it's easy to find the menu you know whatever people are coming into that every single thing doesn't have to be on the home page we talked about you know making content specific for specific keywords you don't need to shove every single thing on one page um and kind of thinking of those types of things when you when you're started or even thinking of like your website now how it could be simplified or how it could be a little bit better one thing that i'm really big on is making sure that the user experience is good so that people don't get lost on a website because i think that's one of the most frustrating things when people are trying to find something and can't find it and and things are too complicated so um keeping things a little bit simple and easy um i think is always a really great thing
1: yeah it's super easy to put way too much crap on there which is could be good information it just but needs
0: to be organized yeah, and the sense. it's not
1: organized and you you start overlapping pages and like man I've, <laughs> we've I've,
0: had a few clients that they're like can you put more things in the navigation and everyone has to have a drop down and have like 15 items and no, it ends up too being much. a little too
1: much it, like you literally overwhelm them and make it so confusing like they'll go somewhere easier like it's super easy to to get open up a new website, like don't don't think people are going to go through all that and be like, I really like this business's name, <laughs> so I'm gonna give it about 15 minutes to figure out. if I'm I gonna dig use it or through
0: not. as many pages as I can to find the damn menu no, for the restaurant. They're not gonna do it. <laughs> they're not. So. Just because you build a website does not mean that people are going to come to it. There are some things that you need to do. There are definitely some best practices. So we talked about some of those. Um, One being that you have to have some search engine optimization. You have to have like those keywords and tags on your website. Um, You have to have new content. You want to put out content. Like if you want to be found for tacos, you have to have the word tacos on your website. Right. Um, Also, you need to have your website be fast and secure. Um, a security certificate is great to be on there. Um, your website needs to be updated. You can't leave your website you know, up there with old content to die. Um, so some of these things are, are really going to help you start to set a good foundation to get more people to your website. Anything that I missed, John Mathis? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. So um, some of those things that are really going to help you out um, to get more people to your website, because that is what we all want. We want to grow our business. And I think that that's a great thing that you can do to get more people to your website. So did you know that we have new shows every Tuesday and Thursday? I did. Sean knew. Sean's here for
1: them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have new shows every Tuesday and Thursday. We talk about ways to grow your business smarter, how to get better at social media, how to get more people to your damn website. So we would love it if you would join us. And I have a special thing. We just got this printed. We have the Smart AF magazine is now out. We did have this just digitally, and now you can actually get this in hard copy if that's what you want, because some people
1: feel like it. it
0: in their hands and... My face, <laughs> it is so you can get this digitally. You can also get it um, in hard copy, and you can get this at uh, smartafmag.com if you want to grab a copy of this um, for yourself. And so, we hope that you enjoyed this episode, and we will see you on the next one.